I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast, and you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that was tough. I don't like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so puppy? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad parenting podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk with cheese. We had gum with cheese. No, I know why nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Uh, yes, welcome to episode 120 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And I almost said 119 again. It's like right. it's stuck on my brain. Apparently. Yes. So uh, we're still recording from... The living room. Yeah, what, what are we going to call this temporary studio? The living um, room? We're going to have like a swanky name for it or something. The lushly appointed... No, that's wrong. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the lushly appointed... The Ikea... Um... It's not even that, because it's just that that's like, I mean, that being a really awesome term for radio, but right. it's just the, the three shelves the that are entertainment Ikea. Center, yeah. Everything else is... Podgepodge. Podgepodge, <laughs> hand-me-down. <laughs> yeah. Hand-me-down studios. Sure. Maybe that's what we'll name the new studio. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll work something out. <laughs> <laughs> In case you guys can't tell, we're still in this um, fuck we're moving stage. As in, right, right. We've been. I don't know. Have we? I haven't stopped unpacking. I'm always every day unpacking something. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, and then there's still all the little projects. Well, there's all these things missing. Like I can't find my <laughs> fucking name tag for work. Yep. I can't find my business fucking cards. Like the lifeblood of a real estate agent is your business cards. Can't fucking find my business cards. I'm willing to bet they're in the garage. No. You know, this garage. Oh. Because there was a... They were in a little cardboard box. little white cardboard box, right? A little brown cardboard yeah, box. Yeah, I think. And they were in the living, the old living room-ish area. Yeah. Are yeah. you sure they're not on the table at that old house? Oh, they could be. That's another I place they could I be. I think I looked there, though, when I was there. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Boring. I'm sorry. Boring. But anyway, lifeblood of my business. I'm doing a home show, open house for, mm-hmm. it started today, and I'm going to do it every, a couple of days every week for the next three weeks, and I can't mm-hmm. find my goddamn business cards. Yeah, you might want to leave here a little earlier tomorrow and go look a little more thoroughly at the old place, because... We don't have to look here, too, because I'm, yeah. I feel like they made it over here at some point, but... If they made it over here, I can guarantee you they're in the garage. Yeah. So... Stacked up with all the other stuff that's got to be... You know, one box at a time, gone through and put away and whatnot, and yeah, so. <sighs> and I'm officially yawning on the radio. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
chill. Well, if you go by East Coast time, it's one forty-two in the morning. I'm our, exhausted. Little uh, little piece of it, uh, pro, a little piece of information. It's probably you know interesting to nobody. But if you have an Xfinity cable box that has not yet been activated, <laughs> it, it automatically sets itself to Pennsylvania time because that's where the headquarters for good old fashioned Xfinity is at. So. Um, yeah, had to deal with them this week. Got us, a, got us a sweet deal uh, by going in and talking to the person. But the person I called on the phone, it's almost like one of those catch twenty twos. I probably shouldn't have talked to them because we were in this weird limbo that like you never end up in an Xfinity land. But when I moved, they wanted um, what was what was the deal when I oh when I tried to do that you know transfer your service online, they wanted to have a tech come out and do a professional installation at your house for $99. I'm like, hey, fuck that. I don't need a professional installation, especially since I went out and looked at it and it had been professionally installed by the last set of tenants when they paid for their Xfinity service. I mean, it's, I, I even pulled all the filters and stuff off there. So I called in and said, I'm, you guys aren't coming out here. It's, it's, I, I'm for a multitude of reasons. You're not allowed to touch my house. You're not allowed to touch my network. <laughs> you're not coming out here. I'll wire it up. You just turn me on. So the guy transferred all the equipment over. Or so he said, I plugged the modem in over here. Bink. We have the internet. Ah, good to go. Then we decided that we we're going to go down and, um, see what kind of pricing we could get on some other stuff. You and, decided. But well, yes. okay. well, no, we had <laughs> talked about it. Um, about what the, the, the uh, pr- j- price had jumped and I needed to go down there and negotiate with him. we had had that discussion. Okay. Um, if you say so. So I uh, went down there and we ended up getting a triple play for like, I think $25 more a month than what we were paying now. Well, actually, if you go by the jacked up rate that it bumped up to, it's only $15 a month more than what we were paying now. And that includes the uh, home security. And since we're taking the, um, and since we're getting HBO included with that on the TV side of it, and we're going to stop paying for HBO through iTunes, that $15 a month extra is what we're saving off the iTunes. So it's a wash. <laughs> So we're pretty much getting everything for free um, compared to what we were paying before. And then, uh, but that'll just be for three months on the HBO, right? No, it's for the lifetime. I got it for the lifetime of the thing. Cool. Um, And that goes for HBO. I, I got the whole thing, but, when when I did all that, she's like, "Huh? Well, you don't have any equipment at your house." I'm like, "Well, no, I I bought my own modem. I don't lease from you guys because your modem's garbage." She kind of looked at me funny when I said that. I'm like, just, "I don't. I bought my own modem." And uh, she's like, "Okay, well, I don't show a modem in this account." I'm like, "Well, whether or not you show it, I have one. It's at home. I'm on the internet. I'm happily surfing." She's like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "I'm very sure." I'm very sure. You know, she's like, "Okay." I I do have to say, best Comcast reps I've, I've dealt with are the ones here locally in town. Yeah, like they don't. I think it's a small enough community. They don't want to piss anybody off. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she's like, well, let me look into this here. And what had happened was the guy that had transferred us, uh, they were waiting. The modem was supposed to give some signal mm-hmm. when it connects up for that. And then their computer automatically kicks in and uh, transfers everything over, shows the account stuff, blah, blah, blah. Well, the modem, for whatever reason, they didn't receive the signal and the modem kicked it off. So we were like out in La Land. So we were getting free internet quite literally. Um, so we probably could have continued to get free internet had I known if this. If had and, not fucked it up. Yeah, if I hadn't <laughs> gone in there and fucked it all up. Because I would have. If it would have been like, you know, oh, they're just going to stop building us, but the internet's still going to work, fuck yes. I'll ride that train as long as it'll allow me to, but oh well. So they're coming. It wouldn't have lasted anyway. Yeah, they're coming out tomorrow. They're going to install the uh, security system and all that jazz, and I'll make one more Comcast tech nervous like I always do because I sit there and I hover over them, watch everything they do and make sure they do it correctly and they don't like that so much. But, you know, it's 
one of those things that you don't you, when, when I get a check that I can tell is worth their salt then I'll leave them alone but every once in a while you know that's what that, that only happens every once in a while and normally you get the Gomer piles out there that are like well I'm just going to drill like 42 holes in your house till I find one that matches in the right spot I'm like no you're not going to do that um, so yeah that was a had that and then we uh, it's been a busy week did that back at work that's been fun trying to get caught up on emails and whatnot and get that stuff going and back on the road again and all that jazz and then you're back to work mostly so we're still trying to unpack and do all this crap and i know it's probably since a whole bunch of whining but you know moving sucks (laughs) i agree so tell me about this house you're at today uh it was built by high school students oh no it's a it's a cool thing so for Forest Grove High School. Oh yeah, they have every like those year. Occupational things, they right? have an occupational um, class that you actually have to apply and get in. It's almost like getting hired, and there's 16 students that are hired every year to help. Mm-hmm. Um, like the top student put in 348 hours off, in addition to the three hours every other high school day. She put in 345 hours over the last year. Wow, just in her own time. Yeah. So they do everything that's related to the carpentry. So everything from the trusses to the framing of the walls mm-hmm. to the, uh, in fact, um, all the rough end work, basically all the rough end work. Then they have tradesmen do the electrical plumbing and um, tape and texture, uh, t- uh, drywall. drywall tape and texture, all that stuff. Because that's just stuff that's very a skilled trade, right? Right. So um, once that stuff's all completed, they do the all the they did the wood hand laid wood floors. They did the um, custom made solid wood walnut cabinetry. Mm-hmm. Um, they made a, a butcher block countertop. They made um, what do you call it? They have a sliding barn door pantry that's uh, super awesome. Yeah, the see the sliding barn door thing. That's something I've been wanting to do, but we don't have. In the current configuration of this house, we don't have a good spot to do it yeah. in. So, so when we remodel, yeah, but <laughs> totally going to do it. It just the whole house is just immaculate. Every little feature is just upgraded. Just a just, just another there. notch. Yeah, like it doesn't just have soft close hinges and drawers. It has auto closing hinges and drawers, <laughs> and like everything is just dialed into eleven. And um, it's a one level, which kind of holds a special place in my heart mm. to begin with. The lot is smaller, so it's. Yeah. It's only 2,073 square feet. The house or the lot? The house. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, but it's got a small yard because they yeah. chewed up a lot of the space with the house. Yeah. And, which is common the, for one level. Well, I mean, that, it's just been common. I've, I've noticed that recently. It's they can, you can watch housing go through these trends where the trend for a long time like when this place was built was decent lots like this is this place is like for me it's the well it's because there's a premium on the actual land now right when there wasn't before right but i mean even so there's been i still see it in cycles where you know when houses were built way back when you had a plot of land mm-hmm. and then you know the, those plots started getting smaller and then for a while that they went super small and they started to come back to getting want more land again and it kind of goes yeah. in cycles i like this place because you're in a neighborhood but you still have a decent enough lot size that you still have feel like you can go out and do things in your yard without uh yeah. you know knocking on you without you know be able to high five your neighbor all the time um but yeah i've noticed recently that the trend is you know giant house no place to play which we had that before and well, this is specifically 
designed with the thought of empty nesters. Right. Okay. It's specifically designed to be low maintenance yeah. and a what they're calling it's a kind of a buzzword, but a forever home. Like right. you're gonna buy it after your kids go to college and you're gonna stay there until you die. Right. Um so No, you can't move in with me. I don't have any space. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a really, really cool house. I really like it. Um, it's part of the Northwest Show of Homes, which has had several different names over the course of its history. But um, it's basically um, Street of Dreams is something that is like a higher end million, multi-million dollar home show right, right. here in town that's been going on forever. This was set up as kind of the alternative to that. They're supposed to be more affordable, more family oriented, more realistic in a lot of ways and and they certainly are that so they're still high price because our market's so crazy right but um you know 475 versus 1.6 is uh, yeah that's that's fair enough uh, affordability is relative <laughs> right yeah and it's funny watching how all these different uh some as i had to go pee <laughs> i heard i heard water rushing through the walls there for well, a second and our, our new house has all these different new noises right. and it's like oh what was we're that we're still learning them yeah anyway what oh, i was just gonna say um it's amazing like how places like forest grove now are kind of considered commuting towns yeah whereas just a few years back people were like no fucking way am i living out there i talked with a computer it type guy mm-hmm. he works for a company uh here local that his office is on Cornelius pass right um kind of over by like Winko area. Yeah, oh, that'd be perfect to drive right. there. So he says it's 30 minutes door to door. Easy, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, and the worst thing that's ever happened to me is I got stuck behind a tractor one day. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> it made me late. <laughs> yeah. That'll happen out there. You got to go on there. And those, the, the farmers don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, nope, my tractor's got to go from here to here. You can wait. <laughs> yeah, but they moved from Texas oh, okay. to well, that, here. And yeah. they're like, you know, house yeah. prices are insane but i talked to somebody else who moved from washington dc to here and it's nothing and um they're renting so they yeah. went from renting in washington dc to renting in portland she's like it was a relief even paying you know over right. two thousand dollars a month for a tiny little i'm like whoa, whoa. no thank whoa. you no so See, that's yeah <laughs> yeah yep. well um not to get too deep into the real estate talk but the there's a program that I just learned about that's kind of cool that is a basically a first right of refusal option oh, yeah. where you go through this application process, get approved for a certain amount of rent, and then this company will buy the house that you want to rent with cash, and then you can rent it for up to five years on one-year lease terms. Huh. And each year... You, you have an option to buy it. At any point in the five years, you have the option to buy it from them. So as soon as you qualify for a loan or as soon as you whatever, but the the premium on that's pretty high and most of the rent, the most of the places are not going to rent for less than 2000 a month. Yeah. But well, a see, lot that, of people are like, that's nothing. That's no big deal. Well, and see, here's the fucked up thing about that. That would actually be a perfect program mm-hmm. for somebody who, let's say in our price bracket range, right. where... You you maybe your credit's hosed up or maybe you're just moving in. You got to get settled in your job and show so much employment history. Blah 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 blah. Um, that would be a, an excellent opportunity for somebody of of a, a, you know. But of course, they only do it in the premium style houses. They don't do it on the no. This this company this company will go down and it houses price all the way down to a hundred thousand. Oh okay. Well, never yeah. mind then. That's it's just awesome. that it has to qualify. Right. And so it's a little harder to find. But um, I mean, I was seeing places that were pretty decent that were going to be like 
$1,800 rent. Stuff that in yeah. this market would rent for at least that much. Right, right. So, I mean, it was it was realistic and it was pretty, it's a pretty cool program not to, like I said, get yeah. too deep into it, but it was just really surprising. I didn't know that that kind of thing existed, so. Well, yeah, and that's part of the reason why we decided to buy mm-hmm. because we were paying $1,500 a month in rent for yeah. a house that was all right. I mean, it, yeah, the house itself it was... good for us. The house itself was fine. It was a good house, but it's not good for us. Yeah. But that was actually like considered cheap rent for that house. Oh yeah, like the guy could easily relist it at like seventeen fifty to eighteen hundred. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I, my my threshold <laughs> literally was fifteen hundred dollars, and the only reason I was willing to pay that much per month on the rent was because lawn care and whatnot was included. Right, and it was a house as opposed to like right. an apartment or something. Right. So I mean, rent out here is pretty goddamn expensive. Um, and I know in in retrospect to like New York or Washington D.C. or whatever, it's nothing. But it's just one of those things that shows the disparity, and uh, and you start it it, it kind of plays into that whole thing that we're we're seeing right now with like why is there so much crime in these certain areas? Well, when you only put the cheap housing here, or like not even the cheap housing, but like when you put like the super cheap housing in this one area, and you kind of force everybody to congregate together. Um, you ever put too many mice in one cage and, and just kind of like shove them all together? To, and I'm not trying to say like people are, are rats or whatnot, but it's just that if you get a certain type of person, whether, and I'm not saying like race or anything like that, but just class, like, you know, these people that are, are low income or kind of fighting to live and whatnot, it ends up kind of self becoming a self perpetuating problem of, you know, things turning into a ghetto and whatnot. And, uh, gentrification, et cetera, et cetera, which we see all over Portland here, which is just sad. And then, of course, and then, well, we don't have these problems where they're shooting in our neighborhoods. Well, of course not. Fuck not. You got a gate in the front of your neighborhood. You have to have a code to get in there. You're not going to have it. <laughs> so it's, you know, and, and Portland, like right now, they're having problems where landlords will just walk in and go, oh, yeah, it's going to be a 900% rent increase. Sorry yeah. about your luck. And well, so that's not, and, and to be fair, that's not just Portland. No, it's not. Um, but the sad thing about it is that we used to be considered, like, f- for better or worse, like a mini New York. We were a very culturally diverse, art, very artsy community, very much um, all these cool things about the creative, creative, creative people and a lot of creative talent who tend to be more, more along the... Um, um, bohemian type lifestyle where it's more about just, you know, you're not about belongings or whatever. You're just kind of about, you know, that kind of stuff. But that also requires the, the rent be affordable because those guys don't always tend to make a lot of cash. Um, and we're yeah, actually we're pricing out a lot of our artisans, right. a lot of our cool people are yep. getting priced we're, out we're of our We're forcing them out to other places now because they can no longer afford to live in Portland. So that whole keep Portland weird and all the stuff that Portland supposedly prides itself on is going to go away here in the next five to ten years if it continues down this path that it's gone through. And there's not some sort of rent control that... Uh, that takes place in order to you know help yeah, these things they've out. Yeah, they changed a lot of the rules in terms of you can't just kick somebody out. You know, right. like it used to be, you know, thirty days. Yep. Yeah, but even but, but now it's ninety. But they've also they haven't really. Um, the one thing they haven't done though is they haven't like yeah you can't if you evict somebody it's a much more thorough process now. Right. But you can also just walk in and say oh by the way next month's rent is going to be fifty percent more than it is now. No big deal. There's no well, true te- rent control. Technically, no. They can't do that. They can do it on your lease term. Right. So if well, your lease what, is up that's next That's what month, I mean. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's not not like if you're in a lease, no. But as right. soon as that lease is up, they don't have to justify 
the amount they want to charge Agreed. for their rent. And, and, and that's where the problem comes is in. is wrong. And because that, like you get these people that – there's some really, really – and it's uh, – being a person who got into like architectural stuff and whatnot, um, there are some pretty awesome old school like houses that were built in the 10s, 20s, and 30s, mm-hmm. um, which are my favorite period. I don't know what you'd call that particular – um, style like the white that white house on Stark Street we were in. Well, that was a craftsman. Craftsman. I'm really into the craftsman style houses, but you get like the ones that, like the really really big craftsman style mm-hmm. houses, and then you look at the front and there's four doors, and it's because they've taken this really awesome like 3,200 to 4,000 square foot craftsman house and hacked the living shit out of it and tossed in a whole bunch of tiny little house apartments, and they're charging like 1,200 bucks a pop for each mm-hmm. of them. Um, and I get it from from the standpoint of the person owning the property. Yeah, you want to try to make money, but. Um, it's just, it's kind of crazy. <coughs> so, a little tangent there. Just a little one. Yeah, but it's all good. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been busy. This is the, uh, the first full week where we didn't have, like, dedicated kids out of our hair for, you know, like, we, when we were moving, moving, we had, like, overnighters and whatnot, the grandparents and all that. So, trying to get shit done with them around has been kind of involved. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just been... As we came, came back from summer camp, that's what I There was something about my favorite, was something monumental, not monumental, but big enough we should talk about it mm-hmm. this week. Um, and uh, he went to summer camp. It mm-hmm. was a junior senior high mix, right? Yeah. And they had, he got to slow dance with a girl. He got to slow dance with a girl. But he had to leave room for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so for anybody out there who's listened to us, knows our opinions on religion and and all that jazz. Um, but we still have this really cool, awesome church camp that happens up in, uh, the, up in, on the beach and, uh, up above Long Beach, Washington. And it's Methodist. Methodist, yeah. And, uh, so he goes up there and he's been going to it for, this is a third year now. Yeah. yeah third or third fourth. Year. Um, and he goes there every year. Your cousin helps us get in there yeah. and get him signed up and whatnot. And, uh, we go in there, and uh, I was dropping him off this last week, and we get there. He's like, oh, forgot about that. I'm like, what? And he points where they're setting up this projector. He's like, the scene. I'm like, oh, you mean the worship service? He's like, yeah, we got to do that. I'm like, well, consider it a small penance to pay for the fact that you get to zip line this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, yes, we do let our kids go to church camp. We don't, you know... We're not af- we're not afraid to send them out there to experience these different religions or these different things and whatnot and and we've always told him to be very respectful like hey look you you may not agree with this and you know, if your beliefs line up with it okay if they don't that's fine too but go there be respectful enjoy it and the whole nine and yeah but it was just funny when the, he came back from the slow dance and it was like yeah we had to leave room for Jesus and or the Holy Spirit as they said I'm like well if you leave room for the Holy Spirit that's easy because he's a spirit so there's nothing there physically so you could just be like you know dancing super close or he's like no they wouldn't allow that <laughs> as like, Ezra I'm joking you know <laughs> oh so <laughs> the when I go to pick him up <laughs> You have to drive up and say who you're there to pick up. And I'm like, I'm here to pick up Ezra. He'll be at the top of the list. And she goes, yep. So funny thing about Ezra. And I'm like, oh, great. Oh, no. <laughs> Every time he came to the camp store, he'd say his first name and his last name and then spell his last name. Every single time. I go, that's my kid. <laughs> she, she goes, he, he must get asked how to spell it a lot. I'm like, yeah, yep. we do. I mean, that, that's true. Yeah. But he refuses to acknowledge that anybody could possibly 
remember a thing or like <laughs> no I, I don't I, honestly in that case i don't think it's that i really because i still sp- spell my last name for everybody because but you, the same person five days in a row when all they need to know is who you are right and yeah I get that it. that's my point is I think like that's more social awkwardness than I, right else. that's that's yeah. my point yeah. is that the, it, it goes from the first time being accurate to the second third fourth fifth time just being socially awkward it's like um it's like how he calls it Dutch Bros, and <laughs> yeah. and he and you'd be like, "Do you want to get coffee from Dutch Brothers?" He's like, "No, Dutch Bros." <laughs> like just because they abbreviate it on their logo doesn't mean that you can't call it Dutch Brothers because it's an abbreviation. <laughs> it's like yes. it, or like um, what did it, what uh, there was another thing he did it on that was really weird. Oh well. Never mind. <laughs> no, I know. He, it's he's Drax. Yeah, he's Drax. He truly is. And he. The funniest part is when we say, "I am not." I'm like Ezra. You were quite literally the literal kid. Like you're, <laughs> you, you actually. And uh, you know the. Yeah, I, I did get him to scream. What's what's a dick for? In the theater this week. <laughs> I know that was awesome. That was awesome. We went to see Finding Dory last night, and they're doing the on-screen ads, like the scrolling mm-hmm. uh, ad things. And you, that was I, there's one one that kept popping up. I'm like, oh, that's a dick for. I was just like, what? And I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, nothing. <laughs> and then it'd come up again, and you'd be like, oh, that, there's the there's that dick for. Yeah, that's a dick for. And uh, he's like, what? Why do, why do you keep saying that? I'm like, why do I keep saying what? He's like that. I'm like, well, that's a dick for. That's why I keep saying it. He's like, what's a dick for? <laughs> like really loud. And, and then I, you go really quiet. Peen. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at you. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he was. He about came out of his skin. He was so pissed off. He's like, I just got dad joked again. <laughs> well, my dad pulled it on today. He didn't get it at all. Oh no. But I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a. How does it go? The. Uh, I don't remember. It's something like "What's the matter, Dad?" or something. That's you know. He's like, he's like uh, I don't remember how you. But anyways, by when, it, when, it, when it, by the time it's done, the kid says, "Well, what's what, what's the matter, Dad?" is what they end up saying. And he, oh, nothing. You know. And, and <laughs> but my dad kept doing that, and he, he didn't get catch on to it. My mom yeah. goes, "You're supposed to say this in response," and and she said, and "He goes." And then dad goes, nothing. He goes, oh, damn it. I got dad joke, didn't I? I'm like, yes, by grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a grandpa joke. Yep. So, um, we, oh, I, I remember what I want to talk about. Something I wanted to do. I think it's in my notes even, too. Um, 13 Nights in the River. Yeah. So we have this thing that the town does. It's actually pretty cool every summer. It's called 13 Nights in the River. And it's like. Every Thursday from sometime in June to. Through to, August. Basically. They split it up to the summer, the yeah, whole summer. The thirteen weeks of summer. Um, they, uh, but it's like it's cool little. They got like a little um, vendor area where they have like people selling food and different little trinkets. And yeah, and a whole bunch of multi-level marketing stuff. Right, and but what tchotchkes and stuff. We have this really awesome like waterfront park, and they have this big ass area with a stage on it, and they always have a different musical act. One the week that I was super bummed about. What was that? That it was, was the a Journey tribute band. Well, there was that one. Oh, that, but we both missed yeah, that one. It was the other one. The um, what did they do? Uh, I I'll remember it in a second because it was really good. It was yeah. covers. It was cover band. Yeah, they were a cover band, but they were a certain style. Yeah. But they were covering different songs. It was so, really good. Yeah, I was bummed that I missed that one. But they so they have different musical acts come through, and the kids are playing at the park, and it's just you know, it's, just, it's a good time, and it goes from like I think like six to eleven, so seven, you, 
7 to 11. So you can pretty much show up at any time. Um, and we went there this week and they had this really cool blues artist. He was like a blues and funk type artist. And I did the math on him. The guy was born in 45. I'm like, holy shit, he's 71 years old. I mean, he was still up there just jamming on that damn guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also one of those situations where I really enjoy it, but I also kind of really stress out while I'm there because it's like the the epitome of all the things I hate, like giant crowds where people aren't paying attention and they just bump into each other and whatnot. It's like, I'm cool with big crowds of people who just watch where the fuck they're walking. Like one kid almost rammed over, ran over Trent when I was walking him to uh, go get a drink and whatnot. Thankfully, this kid was really polite. He's like, I am so sorry. I didn't see him. I'm like, I, he's easy to miss, but he's, t- he's short. And this kid was like really tall. <laughs> I'm like, he probably wasn't even in your peripheral vision. Not a problem. I'm like, but you might want to walk with your face pointing forward instead of looking behind you talking to your friend. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, dude, it's fine. Um, but saying all that to say, whenever you go to one of those outings like that, you have to kind of like prep yourself and your kids. Like, you know, you're getting ready to go battle almost. And so um, one of the things I always do because um, – Events like that are really gross when it comes to bathroom facilities. Mm-hmm. You either have a row, row of porta potties, i.e., the, the racetrack we have here in town, or um, you have this, which is at a, a at a county park where they've got bathrooms that are meant for a normal daily capacity of you know people are going to trickle into these restrooms once in a while, um, but not really the capacity of people that come to one of these events at the park type thing. Mm-hmm. So we made sure the kids went potty before we left. Because Trent has this thing right now, and I don't get it, but he wants to, like, touch every surface in a bathroom when he gets in there. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like, the other day we were in a Home Depot, and I really, you know, all of a sudden, I, that breakfast burrito I had was coming, uh, was, <laughs> the freight train was moving on through. So we ran back to the bathrooms real quick, and he's like, I gotta go potty, too. So I let him go potty. He's doing his business, and I'm sitting down doing mine. And I can't keep him outside of the stall, because he'll just venture off on his own little adventures, and God only knows what to get into. So he's in the stall with me, and uh, first thing he does when I'm sitting down, what you doing, Dad? Really? This should be pretty apparent, buddy. Um, He's like, you pooping? And of course, this is everything like toddler volume, which is like no filter, no volume control whatsoever. So he's damn near shouting it. There's a guy in the stall next to me kind of snickering. (laughs) I'm like, yes, I'm pooping. Oh, that stinks. <laughs> you see the shoes and the, the guy's laughing so hard his shoes are jiggling a little bit. Well, at least I hope he's laughing. He could have been doing something else. <laughs> but uh, so we're in there and like he'll do this thing where he leans up against the stall. Mm-hmm. And that's and I'm like, okay, so the stall wall, not perfect, but it, it's not the end of the world either. But then he'll like, you'll hear him like that, that sound of like your skin when you like slide it down. Ee! Yeah. He'll walk across the stall wall with like his arms and his, and his hands like, ee! I'm like, stop walking so he stops and then like he'll like like start like doing squats and that's where he's at and he has to like touch and rub on every surface in the bathroom so by the time i'm done he's like you know covered in god knows what so then i'm taking him to the sink and i'm like you know lady Macbeth and like out damn spot and i'm scrubbing him off because at some point in time those fingers are going to end up somewhere near my face and i don't want anything to do with any of that um and I'm just like, so I'm always having to talk with him. Like, you just need to keep keep your hands at your side. Don't touch anything, you know, and just, just leave stuff alone. And so the few times I've gotten him to do that, it, he'll start up and all of a sudden he'll shove his hand down his pants. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, my balls itch. And I'm like, okay, I get that one. And he'll scratch himself. But <laughs> so we take him, we have him go potty, and we leave. We all get down there. We find parking and actually fairly quickly um, get in and the kids are running around playing. They wanted to go up and get something to drink. So we go up there and they chose, um, Hawaiian shaved ice and he chose blue raspberry. And then he was pissed off because the ice wasn't melting fast enough <laughs> in order for him to get, you know, juice out of it. Um, 
But all of a sudden, he comes around up to me with this look on his face. He's like, he's like, Daddy. I'm like, what? He's like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, uh, didn't you go before we left the house? He's like, no, I have to poop. I'm like, ah, uh, no, 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 I don't want this. So, <laughs> I'm like, can you hold it, buddy? He's like, nope. I'm like, all right. So we take, you know, make the trek back up the hill, up the stairs, over to where the bathroom facility is at, go in there. And usually I try to get the handicap stall if possible because trying to cram, you know, your ass in there while you're trying, <laughs> it's just, it's not easy. I'm aware. And so we'll go to the handicap stall and I don't know what this dude ate. But the, it was plugged. It, you could tell it had overflowed into the floor once when he first tried to get it to go down. And it was just gross. I'm like, nope, we're not using that one. So we back back out and we go to the other one. And I set him down. And he proceeds to, like, get all hands, handsy with the uh, toilet seat. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just trying to, like, adjust my position. I'm like, all right. So then I'm like, well, here. And I, I go to adjust. Like, go to, I'll, I'll move you. And when I do that, for whatever reason, he puts his hands on my face. I'm like, oh! <laughs> No, damn it! What the fuck, dude? And he's like, "We well, I thought I was gonna fall in." I'm like, "So you grab my face? What the Your hell?" Face. Oh my god! I'm like, "What is this? Just stop touching shit!" And so then he starts playing with the walls again. I'm like, "All right, seriously." And then he's like, "I don't have to poop." And I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? We just walked all the way up here." And like you're sitting there until you, I don't care if it takes us till tomorrow. You're fucking sitting there till you take a shit. He's like, I just kidding. I have to poop. Which that's his latest thing now. Yeah. He'll be like, I don't have to go. I just kidding. I have to go. Or he'll be like, I'm all done now. It was messy. I need help wiping. See, so walk in there. I'm not all done now. I'm like, I am going to kill you. So we go through the whole thing. Get him. Get him wiped up, and uh, and get him. Uh, you know, we're getting ready to. Or he, you know, he's finishing up, and I happen to look up. And in the handicapped stall, which is the stall next to us where that nightmare of a mess was, there's a fleck of poo <laughs> on the wall above the level of the stall. And I'm like, how in the fuck do you get a turd <laughs> all the way up? Ooh. <laughs> I'm like, and he touched my face. Oh, God. You burn everything. <laughs> so I'm just getting them all wiped up, go to the sink. And I'm like, I'm soaping my beard up and whatnot. This guy's looking at me. I'm like, <laughs> just scrubbing everything getting rinsed off and all that jazz and then we get out of there and i'm like trent we're not going back in there ever again <laughs> and i just oh it was so gross um but then i started thinking about it I'm like oh you know the real nasty part about those things is there's that that hotel about a block up the street that's the rent by the hour where all the druggies like to hang out yeah and i'm like i these i bet you this is the ew <laughs> I've probably got, like, all the diseases now. Thank you. <laughs> and that's why I don't like those public events. <laughs> it's the bathrooms. <laughs> but, yeah, that was um, that was not pleasant. And uh, the whole time we're in there, you're out. You think you were holding on the twins, weren't you? Your friend's twins? No, I think I had the dog the whole time. Have we oh, talked sorry, about yeah. the dog? I don't know. Did we talk? Did, did we have him before last week's episode? I think we did. No. Yeah, we had him before Ezra left for camp. So didn't we get him on Saturday? Yeah, but we recorded Friday. <gasps> they don't know about the puppy. No, we have a puppy. We have a puppy. His name's Rocket. Like as in Rocket raccoon. the raccoon, because he looks like Rocket the raccoon. And he's a teacup chihuahua. I have an accessory dog now. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, it was, we saw him. He popped up on one of the little buy sell trade boards, and. uh we go. We both look at him. I'm like, we got to go look at this dog. <laughs> and you're like, okay. So then we take Trent with us because we figure if the dog can survive Trent without you know freaking out, he'll pretty much be chill. And we get over there, and yeah, he's he's actually for being a little. I, I normally am not a little dog kind of guy, 
by any stretch of the imagination. Your your old dog, what was he, a minpin? Yeah. Yeah, he and I... He was mixed with something else. Yeah, he, he wasn't... He wasn't th- way too big to be just a minpin. Right. And whatever he was mixed with was like part asshole. Yeah. Um, well, minpins are... Anyway. Yeah. So we... Uh, he and I had... It took us like, I don't know, three or four visits before we got on terms with each other. That, but he was an ass. He wasn't just mixed with asshole. He was an asshole. Yeah. Like that was, he. it wasn't a breed thing. It was a personality thing. That was just him. And because he had been a rescue dog, he had been a fight. So when you have um, dog fights, you have yeah. like literally like feeder dogs that are designed to go in and hype up the other dog and usually die right and he had been one of those feeder a feeder dog, dog. like he, he only he survived <laughs> yeah but barely i mean right, he right. had a lot of problems when i got him he had scars and stuff all over him and yeah um so i i got him from a rescue organ organization and he never really gelled like he he always hated men he always he specifically hated any kind of men in a uniform so postal workers cops right um uh security guards people at the fucking veterinarian anybody who looked off to mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. um surprising <laughs> so dogs are known to be racist yes um anything that's different from what they're used to they right. they don't like so often dogs can be racist right my dog loved people of color Mm-hmm. It was one of the few things that he could, was he, okay with. He, he was okay with, so um, <laughs> that didn't lead to any embarrassing moments. Um, but overall, just the most random, bitey, yep. ferocious little ankle biter um, yep. dog. Yeah, and and I, I use my my um, my time tested little dog method for stopping bites. I won't ever do this with the, if the dogs over a certain size, don't do this because you'll end up losing an appendage. But on the smaller dogs, um, if they come up, they try to bite you, you just jam your thumb into their mouth and you pinch their tongue down and you just kind of get it right in the back of the throat where it starts to tickle and get that gag reflex going. And all of a sudden they're like, and they're gagging on it. And you're just holding their tongue in place and you're looking at them. And I just like look them straight in the eyes because that whole established dominance thing. Right. And so he's over there and he's looking at me and I let go and he came back and lunged at me again. So I put my thumb back in his throat and it was like three or four times he and I went around like that before finally he realized that I was more... I was higher up in the pecking order than he was. And then after that, he'd get in my lap and we were fine and whatnot. But it, I've always got those issues with animals. There's always one out there that'll try to do that. But he well, was just... And he, when I had him full time, he mm-hmm. had gotten to where he was pretty calm and chill. Right. But um, then, you know, through circumstances, he ended up being mostly at my mom's place. And yeah. It never... It went like Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, say all that to say, I'm not a big little dog fan because they're usually yippy, they're usually nippy, or they're yippy and nippy, and um, chihuahuas especially, because, and, and the vet actually explained it very well today when we I took him in for a shot. She's like, yeah, we normally nickname these guys land sharks, and we do that for a reason, and it's because 99.9% of the time, everyone we get in here is a biter, and they're just a son of a bitch, because people, when they're little like this, they're like, oh, look, he's trying to bite you, it's so cute, ha <laughs> ha, and they end up inc- inadvertently encouraging the behavior, and then they just don't understand why they have this asshole dog <laughs> that likes to bite <laughs> everybody when they get older. I'm like, yeah, no, I said, that's not going to be a problem with him, because I don't I won't allow a, a bite, a dog that bites just to bite around my children. Um, but when we went up to him, he was very loving with Trent. Immediately yeah. started licking his face and was all. He's got a Debbie. lot of personality when mm-hmm. he's excited, but he's calm a majority of the time. Yeah, and, and he doesn't like, even when he barks. He's not that incessant. 
like it, it stops at some point. He just enough to let you know he's there. Um, so yeah. And I've been getting the strangest looks because I fucking, I'm like, fuck it. If I got an accessory dog, I'm going to treat him like an accessory mm-hmm. dog. So I've been carrying him around with me to different places, walking in the hardware store. And there's these, you know, people in there like, what in the fuck? This bald headed bearded dude comes walking in there with a little 1.7 pounds officially. Little fuzzball. Yeah. Little 1.7 pound fuzzball. <laughs> but because we got the dogs, all of a sudden the guinea pigs we have for the kids have become chopped liver. So we're having a debate right now and a discussion about how we're going to... Well, it turns out that Tempe and I are kind of allergic to the guinea pigs. Yeah, we're, we're like, noticing that. Like so. pretty allergic to the guinea pigs. So like we, every time we clean the cage, yeah. the next two days, me and Tempe are like... All stuffed up. And, yeah. So we may have to return them back to where we got them from, which happens to be a friend of the family. Yeah. Um, and the reason she had them is because her daughter's roommate is allergic to them too. Um, but they wanted to make sure they were going to go to a good home. So I don't feel right about just rehoming them without right. giving them first dibs because if that's what it comes down to, I don't want to. Yeah. yeah I'm just, not ready to throw in the towel just yet, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But uh, so we're working on trying to figure out like, okay, because all they want to do is hold this damn dog <laughs> all the time. Like Trent, he wants, was it daycare? He had a dog, mm-hmm. um, the name Pork Chop, that was a Chihuahua. Yep. And this dog, all it wanted was, all day long was to be held. And Trent, all he wanted to do all day long was hold the dog. So he and Trent had this beautiful relationship. <laughs> Trent would sit on the couch and watch TV and hold the dog. <laughs> yep. Trent would be outside playing and hold the dog. Trent would be here and then, where he was at, he was just holding the dog. And the dog loved it and Trent loved it. So now dog, uh, Trent wants this dog to be just as you know, submissive and just want to be held all the time and he doesn't want to do it. So when the dog tries to run away, Trent will squeeze a little harder and we're trying to teach him that little bones break <laughs> and that you can't just squeeze the puppy like that. So that's been that's been interesting and fun. Um, but he was too good of a deal to pass up and he's a little sweetheart and he sleeps in the bed with us and We've got a dog again, which I missed. I still want to get a regular sized dog, yeah. But I want to wait till this one's bigger and a little more established before, because you get too big of a dog and it will just accidentally stomp this one out, right? <laughs> but seriously, his official weight is one point seven pounds, so small that he can't even have any flu medication yet because the cutoff is two pounds. He's just this little, little ball of fluff. And I loves him. Oh, and he loves you too. I know. He especially, your, he, he especially loves your hand. I know. He really <laughs> loves it. He loves your hand long time. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, though, is how his method i know right he walks he's, up there well he's he starts by like playfully nibbling at my fingers then all of a sudden he like he, he just it's like like in those porns where all of a sudden the guy grabs the ponytail and like locks on and then he's all of a sudden he just clamps down your thumb throws a leg over and he's like, we're gonna do this and you're like no well i i can literally shake him off like a bug yeah but i'm a little afraid i'm gonna throw him across the room yeah. so i just yell at him and yeah tell him no, no. Yeah, he um, he it's hasn't totally normal though for oh yeah puppy. Well, that's what I was talking to the vet today too. She's like, she was trying to find see if his balls had dropped yet. She's like, I don't, I don't know if his balls have dropped yet. I'm like whether or not they've dropped, they're doing their job. And she kind of looked at me <laughs> weird. I'm like, he likes to try to um, get friendly with my wife. She's like, oh, like, <laughs> particularly her hands this is all he can really handle at this point in time. <laughs> she kind of like what? <laughs> so I'm like, we're working against that. But yeah, he's a little. He's and he's been easy to potty train so far. I know. I've I've had what two accidents. Yeah. 
And those were kind of our fault. Yeah. Because like when I whenever I have a puppy, I pretty much have an alarm set during the day. It's every hour. And the evenings, it's three to four hours, depending on how long they can appear to hold it. But uh, he, having been raised around a, a, a pack of dogs at this old lady's house, because she had like... She had like five or six of these freaking chihuahuas yeah. running around. Like uh, one of them was like really old and crotchety looking. Oh, yeah. Just the minute we walk in the door, she's just sitting there in bed. Just, you know that, that bitchy old lady that sits in the corner? Yeah, but also just, the so ugly, it's cute kind of thing. Like no, Like a hair, like kind of like those Chinese crested... No, dogs. I, I I don't find love for any of those. No, but that's the way this dog looked like that. So yeah. ugly, well, it's see, I, cute. I don't find it cute. I just find it super ugly. I but she, she reminded me. What she reminded me of was my great grandma. On my 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 um. <laughs> well, and I, I I don't say that to be mean, but yeah, my um my dad's. Long story short, my dad's biological mother left when he was like three. I never knew the woman in my life. She passed away a few years ago. Um, I had a chance to meet her. I decided to. to to not because like i said she may have given me dna but i don't didn't know her from the man on the moon and it was causing some some issues on with my what i consider my grandma because she was kind of feeling like all the other kids in the family were going to go meet her and whatnot and she was kind of had the fear like am i getting replaced by the original mom and yada yada so we had to go through that whole reassuring phase with her but i'm just like yeah i finally looked at my grandma and said look you're my grandma i've known you since the day i was born this lady may have given me, you know, biological code, but other than that, I have no ties to her whatsoever. So I had n- never had any inkling of uh, of going down there to see her um, or to meet her or anything else. Um, where was I going with all that? We were talking about the dog. The crotch grandma. Oh, yeah. So my grandma, who I consider my grandma, but she's not biologically tied to me, um, her mom, um, her husband, her, her dad passed away. Uh, 35 years before mom did and there's multiple ways that people handle the loss of a loved one um mourning is always part of it and then some people will eventually move on some and and find somebody else and continue on with their life some people will choose to stay single but continue on with their life and then some people just get angry at the world. And this is one of those ladies that got angry at the world. And it didn't matter what you tried to do with her. No matter how nice you were, how great of a day it was, no matter what was going on, there was always something for her to complain about, how miserable life, you know. Oh, and it always ended up circling back around to, I wish so-and-so was still here. And I felt truly bad for her because it was always like, you miss this dude so much, which I can understand yeah. that 30-plus years later, you're still just, you know, crotchety ass old hag but she would she'd sit there from the uh, recliner in the corner of the room that she that not that we put, put her there but that's where she chose to mm-hmm. sit and then she would just squawk about shit oh the fucking president this, blah, blah, blah. and she just <laughs> and she'd always always negative 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 and so the same thing we walked in this house this dog just this old decrepit fucking mangy ass dog just sitting there blah, 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 blah. and yeah, like I happened to turn around and look at it and, and just blah, 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 blah. and it was just and she's like yeah ignore her she's a bitch I'm like I can tell <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of concerned, and then I realized that he wasn't of that bloodline. I'm like, Whew, that's one bullet dodge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there were like five or six other dogs there. Right, right. Um, we got to meet mom and dad, and mm-hmm. apparently it was uh, one of those like, oh my gosh, the dog just had a baby. <laughs> Didn't even know she was pregnant. So, yeah, uh, Chihuahuas can do that a lot because they only have one. They, two. Yeah, yeah, they don't have as many at a time. So. Right, and... uh yeah, and and so she like she, yeah pretty much didn't know it was, she was pregnant till oh there's a puppy <laughs> oh there's another puppy so 
But he's been our little buddy. In fact, he just got a bath tonight. Yeah. We bathed it. It is so much easier bathing a small dog. I know, right? When they weigh less than two pounds, they don't have a will of their own. They can't do anything. <laughs> you just hold them in place and you scrub. <laughs> you get a dog that, you know, of any substantial weight. Oh, oh Max and Babs oh, was a nightmare. I hated Max. It got to the point where I could get him to sit still finally, but for the longest time, I basically, when I went to bathe Max, when I first got him, I found out the easiest way to do it was I'd strip down my boxers, I'd lay down towels on every possible surface I wouldn't want to get wet in the bathroom, then I'd get in there, and I'd literally straddle him between my legs and almost sit on him like I was getting ready to ride him, grab the hose from the shower head and just soak him, and then he'd be bucking, and it was like, it was almost like riding a Bronco. He was just, you know... Jumping up and down, I got the soap, and by the time you get in there, you're laughing because I got soap all over me, the freaking wall, the ceiling, whatever. But oh then, man, and the wet dog smell of uh, that dog was so foul. bad. Yeah, yep. And then he'd sit there, and his, he'd uh, you'd let him out of the bath to dry off, and the, of course, the first thing do, every dog does when they get out of the tub is just shake. And he would sit there, but he was like incessant about it. He would shake and shake and shake until every possible surface in the bathroom had a drop of water and or his fur on it so then you had to go defer the bathroom afterwards it was just like two to three hour process to bathe oh, this fucking mud. easily if not more <sighs> and then like in a in an attempt to rid the house of the wet dog smell just a little bit faster i would go in there and blow dry him <laughs> he hated that and too. he hated it Yep. Oh, but if you didn't do it, he'd never get dry. His fur was so yeah. He thick. had he had so much of a thick undercoat, and it didn't yeah, and it didn't matter how often he brushed him either. I no. mean, I'd brush him two to three times a week, yeah. and he you you take an entire dog off yeah every fucking time. So I will. Ne- I loved him to death, but I'll never own another Australian Shepherd uh, Blue Healer mix like that because smart dogs almost too smart. But just annoying as all hell. He was the dumb smart though. He, he was, was so he was dumb. Man. He, he was, no, he was Rain Man smart. Like he was, he would or not or even not even Rain Man smart. He was that um uh, usual suspects Kaiser Jose. He was plain dumb, but in, in the back of his mind, he always had a plan going on. He was always thinking about something, but he would just do stupid shit to kind of distract you. Uh huh. Sure. It worked. You still we'll think he's stupid. That. I still think he's stupid. <laughs> that's how smart. That's what, how good his plan was. To this day, you still think he's dumb. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I heard tell we have an email. Actually, we have a couple things here. Oh. So uh, we have a voicemail. Um, and I still don't technically have the correct setup. So I'm gonna try to blast this in the microphone here, and hope that it works out the way I need it to. I can't make any promises. Let's see if we get to work here. Hey guys. Lewis uh, out of Arizona and I always forget to call because I'm a forgetful class but I just wanted to chime in and let you know how much I love the show and thanks for doing it later oh, awesome awesome thanks Dan thank you we we love doing the show for you guys and we're happy that there are people out there like this that uh, enjoy us and we do like it when our listeners call in and leave us feedback that's always fun so thank you for the voicemail Dan and uh, yeah so Email, right? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tired. Tonight's, <laughs> if it's a little disjointed tonight, I'm, I'm also tired. So, um, but yes, thank you for the phone call, Dan. We appreciate it. I'm sorry I didn't play it last week. I was hoping to have the studio up and running, but this week, <laughs> not so much. So if that blasting it into the microphone didn't work for the listeners, when I do this in post, I will go ahead and insert the file there. A lot of behind the scenes stuff you guys probably don't care about, so I'll stop talking about it now. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Continue. But we'll move on to the email. <laughs> So we have an email rant from uh, Slacker Jedi, 
and uh, he he didn't call in because he found the one cool spot in his house, um, and he basically it was a little loud. Yeah, from well, all the fans. Yeah, exactly. So um, and then he he so it starts off the email with uh, hello Jody and Dick Beard, and Dick Beard is a nickname that I inadvertently got given on the Coffin Joe cast, and there I don't remember how it all happened, but yeah. Um, he's like, it's me, Slacker. Sorry I didn't call, but my AC is still busted, and any movement means more sweating. <laughs> Hell, typing this is making my thumbs sweat. <laughs> so you're welcome for the iTunes review, and thanks, Jody, for calling me out and then forgetting <laughs> about calling me out. It's good to be loved. Just wanted to say how much I love the show. Every week you guys bring a big smile to my face. I hold you guys up with the awful show, Mediocre, and all of Joel's shows. Can't wait to hear the new episode. Although I don't know if Monday I'll have a job. After what happened in France, I'm sure my delivery truck will be banned by then. Oh, shit. Oh, well, I am I guess I can get a scooter. Every other fat guy has one around here. Take care, Slacker. Well, thank you, Slacker, for the... Uh, I hope you still have a job on Monday. Me too. Um, he was referring to the uh, the bombing or the terror attack in, in uh, night... Nice. Is it pronounced Nice? It is pronounced Nice. It's kind of like our Cooch Street. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm not going to dive into a political rant this week, so I, I'm going to stay away from it. Stay <laughs> far, far swear, away. Uh, I solemnly swear I will not get into a political debate on mm-hmm. the show. Right. I do want to stay a um, little bit of housekeeping here. Uh-oh. Uh, no, it's uh, extend a big um, condolences to our friend Scott the Pool Boy. Uh, he lost another buddy this week um, from suicide. And... That poor bastard. At some point in time, people got to stop offing themselves and or dying around him because I don't know how much more he can handle. I mean, it's just been it's been like a rough decade. I can't even imagine having to deal with that much stuff. Well, so. and and not not to make light of it because it's it's a very serious topic. Not to not to make it seem less than it is. Right. But when you hang out with a lot of traditionally more artistic, yeah, more, that's just true. You like gotta, it. It's something that I went through a lot when I when I hung out with a lot more. Oops, I hit the microphone. Um, a lot more creative. T- All right, guys, and that's where the episode bailed. So you see, what happens is when you're in a move and you're moving and your studio's not set up and you don't have access to your normal recording equipment, so you're using your portable recorder. Which this is not a failure of the recorder whatsoever. This is a failure of the operator. Is a wonderful tool. Um, you have to. Pro tip for you, make sure that the SD card doesn't fill up. So I'd say we probably lost like the last five to ten minutes of the episode. Uh, we were on our way to closing it out anyway, so there really wasn't a lot there that was missed. But, yeah, I'll, I'll have to make sure I'm paying better attention to making sure that I dump the SD card contents and or just monitor the, recording, the recorder more often so we don't have this problem in the future. So um, I want to thank you again for being a listener to the Bad Parenting Podcast. As usual, you can find us at www.badparentingpodcast.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 503-609-0375 or use that fancy voice recording app on your cell phone. Record a voicemail. um, Take as many takes as you need to. As soon as you're done, send it to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. You can also find us um, on all social media by searching for uh, bad parenting podcast and you know that includes facebook uh instagram uh twitter my brain's drying blank it's super late at night i apologize also we are a member of the podcast collective and as such um why don't you check it out you can find other great shows on the collective such as the us 
On the Block, No Hope for Humanity, The Coffin Joe Cast, The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, 40 Going on 14, Dating Baggage, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, I Am Salt Lake, Minton Box Cast, Tales from the Hard Side, and we have two new ep- two new shows that have recently joined the network. So a big welcome to the Dog and Deuce Show and the Rad Dad Radio Hour. All right. Well, guys, until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad, and the smelly. It's out there now. Here it goes.